episode and um this country has really been reeling hasn't it and um you know my topic for tonight happened a couple months ago but even in the last four months four or five months there's been so much going on and um it's just been you know the issues our country has been facing it's just been grilling through my brain and on my heart and I've definitely placed my opinion on my Facebook page but I need to be focusing and pouring all that into my podcast so you guys will be definitely uh, tuning in listening and experiencing much 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 more of that I want to say thank you to my returning listeners and a welcome to any new listeners out there thank you so much for listening in and in the future I will be doing subscriptions once I figure out how it works so um with no further ado my topic happened in September like I said and it's Haiti now when we heard when my family heard on the news we saw it on the news the Haitian immigrants, quote unquote immigrants, who came here. Now, when they got here into Texas, it, you know, they wasn't at the border, like at the Gulf of Mexico. They was up some ways in Texas in Del Rio. First, people were like, well, how did they get over here? Well, you know, Haitians have been living in Central America for some time you know, Latin Americans and, you know, all that. So ways they can get here, yeah, of course, Haitians can do that. But the thing about it is, I don't make issue with that. My question is how in the heck did they get all the way up some ways in Texas to Del Rio unnoticed then all of a sudden they're in Del Rio and all hell breaks loose it's like they popped out of nowhere and yes they were escaping a lot of turmoil there's always turmoil over there in Haiti there's also a lot of voodoo going on over there and so I'm thinking maybe they pitting voodoo against each other and that's their own turmoil that they created now they're trying to get away from it uh, because, you know, in Africa, the slaves, they brought their religious tradition and a lot of them were demonic. And so um, that's what you get over there. And that's why you get all these Christian missionaries going over there. But what they don't realize is that they just taking that re- Christian religion and mixing it in. Christian Catholic religion just mi- mixing it into 
voodoo and hoodoo and sanitaria, whatever, and um, causing their own turmoil. Same thing in Louisiana is why I believe that there's so many hurricanes just targeted in Louisiana. It's like Louisiana cannot catch a break. So, um, whether that's true or not is what I believe. And so, um, and I don't think everybody in Haiti and, um, Louisiana or even the South, uh, uh, the Southern United States practice that, but there is a significant enough of an amount that do that would sway how sway the energetic flow of how things go and um yeah it's, uh, so they get here the Haitians get here and um everybody's like okay so what do we do with these Haitians I find that a funny question because Haitians, like African-Americans, are former slaves. Haiti is like a... It's not considered fully American, but it's one of our territories. So when you talk about... How did they get here? Uh, in my opinion, they were already. The uh, Haiti, Haitian Hades, Haiti Haitians <laughs> were already here in Haiti. Now, those in Central America, that's a different story because Central America, we, it, that would be immigration. So, if you believe that the Haitians arrived here via Central America, okay, I can see that. If they came here from Haiti, people are like, how did they get here? How did they get here? Well, you got all these Christian missionaries pouring money, time, and attention over there. They probably helped them get here, is what I'm thinking. But now that they're here, so um, Donald J. Trump, when he was still president, uh, you remember the whole border wall and all that kind of stuff. He um, he utilized Title Forty Two. His administration did, and what it does it's like it says there's a public emergency we need to kick these people out who don't belong here and people are upset people were upset with biden for president biden because he just followed up with that and until we get the laws fixed here i i agree with biden I actually really agree with Biden, especially if the Haitians came from Central Latin America. Um, because they need a way, because 
the Haitians and the other immigrants would not go to Australia or France or someplace else that had immigration laws and just go up there and tell them, tell those countries what they're going to do. Well, we're here, so this is what you're going to do to accommodate us. They wouldn't do that. They're doing that in America because we so freely allowed it before. This whole country is made up of immigrants. We're all immigrants. But in order to keep stability, we need to control the population. And um, there was when COVID-19 came out, you know, people were talking about it was manufactured by the government for population control. I mean, that's been done in history. Um, in this country, yes, I do strongly believe, but we hear about it mainly in other countries. But why even bring that up in association with the immigrants coming here? Do Americans really view our government as being that vicious, that cruel, that barbaric? There is a lot in you got a lot of conspiracy theorists here in America. But one thing that we know for sure is that there was a lot of undercover, underground bullshit that goes on in our in, in our nation's government. A lot we don't even see, even in our military. Friendly fire is some a lot of times more friendly than we think so um Biden following up with title 42 he issued the expulsion of course you got a lot of African Americans saying you know they deserve to be here because they're former slaves and this is their country too and Haiti is American territory and yada 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 um yeah to a certain extent the Haitians they came directly from Haiti if they did that would definitely be a valid point they do deserve to reside here because they already are American. They don't have to have an American address here on the mainland to be an American. Puerto Rico, that's an American territory. They they should be able to come here. They should be in, you know, Many, you know, I'm not going to say many white people because black people too. They get jealous because they're like Puerto Rico. If Puerto, if if the immigration laws were right, Puerto Ricans should be able to either to both reside here in the mainland 
and in Puerto Rico without ever having to compromise their ethnicity. What are you going to be? Puerto Rican American or are you going to be Puerto Rican? You have to decide who, uh, 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 what nationality you want to claim. That should never be a thing. And so that's different with Americans, uh, with African Americans, because we can't go and say, oh, well, we want to claim African heritage. Who the, who, what, what African American would want to claim anyway, claim Africa anyway? I would not. Yes, I do recognize Africa as the motherland. It's the motherland of every nation. But it's not my land. My land sold me to slaves. So you know what my land can do. And they've never apologized, ever. You've got white people in this country who apologize, but Africans don't feel they have to. Even, and you've got white people that apologize for their ancestors who they've never known, never met, who have treated slaves, who have had owned slaves and treated us with the atrocities that, that we, that our ancestors, our African-American ancestors endured. And that's from the point when we landed on Plymouth Rock. When, when Africans landed on Plymouth Rock, became slaves, became African-Americans. Before we were called Jigaboos and all that kind of stuff, but we, we earned our African-American moniker. But the point where our African ancestors sold us into slavery. I mentioned this in a previous podcast. Africa owes us an apology. Africa owes African-Americans an apology. They owe Haitians an apology. They owe a lot of blacks everywhere. In Brazil, everywhere, an apology. But you would never get it. But they want to point their finger at white people and talk about them being racist, them being uh, uh, supremacist. There's a lot of supremacy between Africans and African Americans. They come to this, Africans come to this country. And if you feel like I'm beating you up, Africans, then you can leave this podcast. But Africans come here with reparations. They come here and are given money to set up businesses and stuff. And to to have a good life here. To start off on a good foot. That's what our country does for them. But look at all the African Americans in poverty. If they can do that for these Africans, they need to stop. They need to stop Africa from coming over here until they take care of us who've been here for centuries or 
yeah, centuries. We're more important because we built this land on our backs. We need education in schools about the truth. If you can teach in schools about the truths of the atrocities in Germany with Adolf Hitler and his Nazi regime, then you can teach the truth about how whites mistreated and abused and violated us once our feet landed on Plymouth Rock. Oh, well, like Denzel Washington said in Mississippi Masala, Plymouth Rock did not, we did not land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. So at the very point that Plymouth Rock landed on our slave ancestors, that's where America starts reparations. But the point that we were sold, that's where Africa owes. And the fact that Haiti came over here to America. The Haitians came over here to America to seek asylum. They should have been allowed entry. They should have been escorted in. Because they're already American. So to expose them to to, uh, uh, make them less than was wrong. And I don't believe that all of them were from uh, Latin America. I believe some of them were from the actual island Haiti and those that were how they got here. I'm telling you these churches. But really are the churches doing a diabolical thing? No, they're not. They haven't done anything. They haven't broken any rules or any laws, any immigration laws. How can there be any broken immigration laws when there was no immigration? You should not need a passport or anything to go to Haiti. And they should not need one to come here. Just that they should be able to come here uh, 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 actually free of charge and be given reparations once they get here. Except for the cost to get here, once they get here, they should be given reparations. And if they ask for help, there should be help for them. Now you got some people who are talking about that they got here by some type of, you know, 
Mexican cartel, putting money on their backs to get them here, and yada, yada, yada. I mean, if there is that undercurrent, because we know that stuff like that, you know, insidious stuff like that goes on. I mean, there is undercover schemes attached to every financial venture in America. You will be surprised at the things that your money actually supports that you're not aware of. So, and with the desperation to get here, they would take any service offering to help without being a part of that service. We do that here in America. We do. It's called social services, welfare. All these agencies designed to help people stand on their feet, except for women's shelters, the shelters, all these other services that are designed to help people stand on their feet are funded by organizations that also fund things that you mo- you probably wouldn't want to even be associated with. Nothing is pure. Nothing is just black and white here in America. There's always something going on. Always something insidious crawling underneath the surface. But we don't see it until it's brought in front of our faces. Now, if they did get here by Mexican cartels that helped them, that flew them in or put them on ships and bought them in, how did they get from the border all the way up into Del Rio? Hmm. It's not how they got across the ocean that concerns me is how they got to Del Rio once they hit soil. They did not come via the Mexican border where all the border patrol is. I'm pretty certain of that. They came via another way. Met at the border or somehow somewhere loaded onto trucks that are disguised and maybe freight trucks or something like that. You know how we have human human trafficking here in America. The same way people can be trafficked from one place to another is how I believe thousands of the Haitians were trafficked from once they hit Texas soil to Del Rio. And the people that did the trafficking were probably churches, Um, former Haitians, probably those who are still quote unquote immigrants, Um, even some white people there to help 
who are not associated with any church, but just want to pitch in and help them get away from their intense poverty and stuff going on in Haiti. But why then the question comes up, why dump them in Del Rio and just leave them there? Okay, so this is a very good question. I I have not come up with anything valid that I'm comfortable with. Anything that would explain it to where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm comfortable with this. It's the only part of this whole story that I can't find something that I'm comfortable with. Why just drop them off there? Thousands of them. It's like that area was pre-planned as a landing spot, as an offloading spot to where they will be offloaded. Could possibly be limited funds. You know, they couldn't take them much further than Del Rio. And so from there, they had to figure out their own way. And a lot of them could not speak English. They spoke French. And those from Latin America, they had they knew Spanish, so that helped. But a lot of them could not speak English. And Del Rio, let's face it, Del Rio is small. They're not prepared for this stuff. It's full of white people. Well, there's enough white people enough to where they would side with Governor Greg Abbott, who just could not wait to get them out of there. Too many black people. You don't know the difference between African American and Haitian American and African. Africans are just totally not a part of this equation. Africans have always been treated better than African Americans and Haitian Americans. Always. They've always been favored above those who became slaves here and those who were born here. Now you got some, you got some, and I'm gonna stop saying African-American, but I just say it because to let you to kind of mark what I'm trying to convey here. Because to say African-American, Haitian-American, yada, yada, yada. We don't say white American. We just say white or American. Even the indigenous people, we call them Native American. They're they're, They're native. We're the immigrants. The next up from that should be 
African-Americans, but I can't, if I drop the American, then it's just going to be Africans, and I don't want that connotation on us because it takes away who we are and how far we've come. It cheapens our journey. So I would love to just say American for everybody, except the indigenous people. I would love to keep calling them native because those are the wise ones. Those are the ones that this is their land. You know, and it's like, I also mentioned in that same podcast I mentioned before that the only reason, or the main, one of the main reasons why we still experience so much racism in this country, which is what happened with the Haitians that were here in El Rio, is that we, this country still celebrates its oppressors. Like, look at Mount Rushmore. There's nothing incredible, nothing spectacular about Mount Rushmore. It's just a bunch of slave owners on carving to a mountain. And we've been taught to go by there. It's a tourist attraction. It's this amazing spectacle. It is BS. It's bullshit. Is what it is. Don't have Mount Rushmore without having its true identity. Who the true identity of the man carved into stone. So um, with Greg Abbott, he him leading the. Uh, or being led by the uh, white supremacists in Texas could not wait to get involved in this. And he went and he got with the sheriff of Del Rio and all them who couldn't also couldn't wait to get them niggers up out of there. And so that's what they did. And they blame Biden, of course. Everything is Biden's fault. Everything. But they make no mention of Trump, of course. And and remember when these domestic terrorism happened on our nation's capital. I don't call it a siege on our nation's capital. It was domestic terrorism. At first, Greg Abbott was like, he was totally against Trump. And now he's kissing his ass. So do not trust him because you don't know which side he's on. He has proven himself to be untrustworthy. The same thing as Ted Cruz. I, we haven't, I haven't heard anything about Ted Cruz since, what, what was it, what happened? Oh, something about COVID-19. He wasn't, we weren't supposed to be going anywhere. 
we was on lockdown, but he ended up in Mexico. How uh, how was he allowed exception and all this kind of stuff? Something like that. But you got all this stuff going on. You know, when these white supremacists talking about, you know, you're doing wrong because... You're take you're violating my rights and all this stuff going on because Greg Abbott does a lot of atrocious shit. You know his laws are deeply racist, um, deeply uh, uh, victimizes marginalized people, including the LGBT community, definitely of which I am also a part of. So. All this is going back and forth and he's feeling just all, you know, discombobulated because he thinks Biden is stepping on his rights as governor of Texas to govern. But if you can feel that, but you can't feel the pulse of the desperation of the Haitians who are seeking asylum in their own country, then yeah, you're racist. You're very racist. And he's what I would call a conservative. Because if you remember, I don't, I vehemently do not believe all Republicans are racist. Only the conservatives. So... Who's American and who's not? We have these territories. We have these American territories. You know, we have a few of them. We even have we even have one that we call American, and that's the American Samoas. You know. And it's like, how are we gonna have them? But we treat them like they're not a part of us. It's like, what side? America needs to make up its mind. And you know what's really messed up? is Haitians, Puerto Ricans, American Samoans, Guamanians, if that's how you pronounce it. Those residing in Guam, they have to pay federal taxes like we do. They help build our nation. They put food on our table of the people in the mainland. They contribute to our health industry. Their federal taxes puts medication out there for our sick, for our elderly. They contribute to the federal student loans being available. The money flow with that. The federal taxes helps us employ and support small businesses. It's not just us here in America, on this mainland soil that's doing it. It's our territories. Puerto Rico. 
Well, every time they have a major hurricane, we act like they're second-class citizens. But their taxes go into federal funding. Guam. Nobody ever thinks about Guam because it's all the way over there, but they're in American territory. And they're not far from what, Japan? It's tiny, it's a tiny island, but it's still American and they pay federal taxes. In fact, I need to fact check that. Guam might be tax free but I'll have to fact check that but it doesn't matter it's still an American territory you've got um, all these other countries all these other nations around us I mean we don't have like a whole blob of them but those we do have have every right to be in this country as we do So why is there such a thing as Haitians being illegal immigrants? Hmm? Ask your federal tax dollars. Ask your federal benefits that. If you receive Medicare, Medicaid, ask that. If If you receive food stamps, ask that every time you go to the grocery store and feed your family. If you go to school on student loans and Pell Grants, ask that every time you turn in your assignment. Hmm? It's easy to not consider something that's not right in our face. And it's easy for us to gloss over things that we don't even know. And yes, it's true. You don't know what you don't know until you know what you don't know. And a lot of this Information has been hidden. And that's another thing Greg Abbott is guilty of. He actually made it law that the truth of slavery could not be taught in schools. He wants y'all to keep on thinking that the immigrants, that the that that Christopher Columbus and his people in the pilgrims were friendly and the meeting that and the meeting with them and the Indians were friendly and the Indians bought turkey and yams and dresses and they sat down and they and, and the families were all nice and happy thank you white people for being here they don't want you to know all them damn pilgrims in the name of God the same God you churches worship and Christopher Columbus came on through and tore up them villages burnt them down killed the natives raped their women they were treated as slaves first They were killed. They were annihilated. Why? Because they bought more firepower. The natives didn't know anything about that. 
bayonets and shit. So when they came here, So, that just gets me every time. That's why I do not believe in Thanksgiving. And um, I don't celebrate it. And when I was serving in the military, I was serving at um, Peterson Air Force Base in uh, Northcom. And um, I had a fellow soldier who was serving with me. He was full-blooded. He is uh, full-blooded Navajo. And it was in November, and I was getting ready to uh, uh, come home. And um, I asked him if he was going, what his plans were for Thanksgiving, for celebrating Thanksgiving. And he looked at me quizzically, and he goes, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. My people don't celebrate Thanksgiving. It wasn't thankful for us. It, it wasn't happy for us. And that, you know tradition we're taught white tradition still we're still serving food on the table even though we're sitting at the table we're still serving food to masses because we're still honoring that damn tradition let's get them Native Americans let's get them inwards let's get them niggers That's what, that's what I call it. That's that day. That's what it's called. Let's get them niggers day. Let's get them Native Americans day. Because that's what it celebrates. That's how they treated the Native Americans. We didn't treat the Native Americans like that. We wasn't even here yet. So can't nobody say that the blacks had any hand in doing anything. Um, And so when we think about Haiti, Haitians, the people... And I've mentioned this in the other podcast. Three, I said three classes of people. Because I don't really believe in race. And I'm going to save that for another podcast. But there's three classes of people. There is the Native Americans who are number one in this country. Number one. I don't care who you are, what you are, where you came from, the indigenous people, the natives, the indigenous people are number one. And that includes Mexicans because you have indigenous people that have Mexican heritage. Then, because we wasn't here at the beginning, black uh, 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 blacks were not here at the beginning. But when we got here, yeah, here 
in the Caribbean, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I said three, so I'm going to clump that into just two. So when I say black people, I'm including anybody who had slaves. Where the slaves were taken to. Some, they weren't all brought here. Some were taken to other countries, uh, other nations, uh, J- Jamaica, um, Brazil, even in Central America. There is a lot owed to us, even now, because the atrocities just keep happening like a wheel, just keep on cranking and cranking and cranking. And, um, it's not for this country, yes, it's the white people. But when during that same time that our African ancestors were stabbing us in our back and selling us for profit, yeah, they enslaved us. And yes, okay, so let's dig into this. There were some Native Americans, and this is not 100, this is not steeped in 100%. I want to put this out there. And is that there were some Native Americans that had slaves. Here's the thing about that. I believe that's racism coming from African, some African American communities or peoples against the Native. And why that happens, it's not a popular theory, but it's out there. It's in that undercurrent. Which is insane. Because I don't believe that. I believe they might have had friends. I believe they might have even employed some. Blacks, but they weren't slaves. You Native Americans were stripped, natives were stripped of everything. So they had no access to money. They had no access. They had their reservations were even taken away for the most part. So that strips them of their access to federal funds. They had nothing. Even back then, even back in slavery days, they still had nothing. You can't control. Money is used to control. You have power if you have money. Native Americans were not even allowed to even be thought of as human. 
They had nothing to control a slave with. They had nothing to even control. They had no land. They couldn't advantageously have land without white people seeing it and taking it away from them. The little bit they have now, they couldn't, what? They didn't have no damn cotton, no, no, uh, uh, technology that was important or current back then. They weren't even allowed to have that. They didn't have no more than the slaves did, really. So yeah, I don't believe that theory. So, this country will never be able to answer how and why. And you know, Biden, he's upholding the law. Yeah, he could have said, you know what? They're part of our territory, so we're going to put a shield over them. We're going to protect them. But he's so damn fair-minded that he's missing the point. But I see his points. He's trying to be fair and judicial and up. Like, there are some things that I totally agree with that he's done. That Trump started. Uh, What was that? Um, I forget. I forget what it was. Um, I forget. And it might have had something to do with immigration. But I did do a podcast on it. And everybody was up in arms about, oh, That was with the issue over in Afghanistan, I believe it was. And I don't think I did a podcast on that. I'm not sure. But, um, yes, so there's some things that I do totally agree with because Trump did. He wanted to get our troops out of there. That was a a 20-year war going on over there. It needed to end 20 years ago but no president had the balls to actually do it Trump was trying to do it which I applaud him for I mean his presidency wasn't a 100% fuck up or or messed up it was like 90% 99% but that's one of the things that I do agree with is that we need to bring our troops home the, his uh, intelligence scared him out of it. But Biden came in with his presidency and actually did it. He finished it. With Title 42, Trump started it and Biden's finishing it. He's making things full circle. Things that should have been taken care of a long time ago. But he needs to have, instead of just making legislation happen, he needs to do it with an empathetic eye. Allowing those Haitians to stay may not 
have been within legal, you know, like legislation, which they were looking at inside of Title 42. Sometimes you have to go outside of that and see what's right. And what's right is that they should have been allowed to stay. Create a clause or something in that title to where it says anybody of American territory is allowed to seek refuge in America because you're already American. Okay. So that's going to end my podcast for tonight and I will come back soon with another one because I got so much to talk about. It's been a minute since I've made one so there's a lot I'm going to talk about. Thank you guys so much, and I'll keep you guys up, uh, updated on my uh, um, when you'll be able to subscribe and how to do that and the whole thing going on with that. And um, take care, be kind, and yeah, I know my views don't seem very kind, but really, uh, I can be a very kind person <laughs> and um, be good people. Okay, you should need. A legislation or a Bible or something like that or to be scared into being a good person. Everybody knows how to be a good person. All we got to do is the hard work is in doing it. Actually, I think it's harder to be an evil person than it is to just be a nice person. You know how they say it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. I smile a lot. And, but my views are just they're how I truly feel and um, so I will be seeing you guys or talking to you guys and thank you again for listening in and I hope you enjoyed this podcast to my repeat and my new listeners thank you so so much um And until I make another one, take care. Bye.